1: This broadcast, The Money Talks, originally aired Saturday, October 7th, 2017.
0: The only thing we have to fear is... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedom. The excessive,
1: the excessive, excessive decline, decline, decline in the dollar... ...like a better word.
0: The late rally on Wall Street... ...too to fail... ...growing ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy...
1: Welcome.
2: Yeah! This is Money Talks. Good morning, good morning.
0: You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on radio. I'm Troy Harmon. I'm here today with DJ Barker and Jennifer Thomas. How about that? Two folks from our planning and implementation department here at Hensler Financial, and uh, I know you guys have designations, right? Jennifer, you got the CFP, right? Correct. Certified financial planner in the house, DJ.
1: Right. CWS. I know you like to say that one A-W-S? wrong. AWS? CWS. C-W-S.
0: AWS.
1: That's right. C-W-S.
0: I think I did say AWS last you time you were on. I apologize we, profusely. We
1: accept your apology.
0: Uh, because of that, we gave you the premium earphones today. That's right. And uh, I'm sure you're going to enjoy that.
1: Thank you very much, you know, Troy.
0: No doubt. I always got your back, DJ. <laughs> Uh, some people have a golden microphone. You have the premium ear.
1: Premium ears. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. You're it's doing awesome. great. All right, so uh, another <laughs> week of market expansion. We're up 1.6% on the week, um, led by financials. We had, uh, I guess, you know, decent news uh, coming from the financial sector. Another week of a little bit of expansion in the um mm-hmm. Uh, a steepening in the yield curve, i looked uh since the first of last month first of september we're we're about somewhere between twelve and seventeen basis points higher uh, more or less across the board from the the two year to the ten or no yeah two year to ten year treasury so um you know it, it's it's expansionary it's minor but it you know any slight movement is uh is beneficial. Two financials, uh, consumer discretionary, follows uh, gaining 2%. Uh, everything is up this week. Yeah. How about that? Um, materials index up 2%. Healthcare up 2%. Information technology up one95 uh, If you look on the year to date, markets up almost 14%, 1395 That's just the price appreciation. You throw in about 2% more. Uh, and that's what you got. Uh, 2% is from the dividend. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, not a bad year not at all. Not a bad year at I all. I mean, yeah. it's almost double what I would have expected to happen in 2007, 2017. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so, what? Uh, what's the difference? Well, earnings growth is, uh, has been very positive. Um, first quarter, we saw earnings grow by 15.5%. Second quarter, 9.6%. It's October. We're going to start seeing the Reporting of uh, third quarter GEP. and guys, we're in the fourth quarter of 2017 already. Isn't it amazing how quick this year has flown by?
1: And I, I saw I've already seen Christmas decorations in wow. a store. Here we I, go.
0: They they beat. They beat Halloween.
1: They no, I'm not Halloween? I'm not kidding you.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to start happening happen? at the 4th of July. Yeah. You know, you're going to have 4th of July and December, you know, decorations for 4th of July and December and yeah. Christmas decorations in July.
1: Already, wow. It's already there.
2: <laughs> Talk about pulling the future forward. Yeah. There we go.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Information technology year-to-date is up 27.5%. This is wow. just price appreciation again, as I said. Healthcare up over 20% year-to-date. Materials, 16%. Industrials, 13 and three quarters. Uh, we still have two sectors in the negative territory. Telecommunications down 7.3 percent and energy down 8.3 percent. But energy, you know, has, has had quite a bit a bounce lately. Um, I think it was up 2.5 percent last week, you know. Okay. So um, not quite that good this week, but uh, still up a quarter of a percent. Um, got a good bit of information On the economy, personal income, we can start with that. Uh, Just, um, I guess, a slight deceleration to 0.2% in August from a downwardly revised 0.3% gain in July. Uh, Seems like wages and salaries were held unchanged. Uh, Receipts on assets rose 0.2% in that regard. Um, Proprietors' income increased 0.3%. Uh, Rental income growth edged up to 0.7%. That's pretty substantial. Um, And the personal savings rate was unchanged at 3.6%. Back in the 80s, that personal savings rate was in the neighborhood of 10%. Mm. And uh, nowadays we got it 3.6%. I do recall 2005, 2006 when uh, we were trying to treat our real estate like it was an ATM, uh, cash out, refinancing, and all those fun things. Uh, we had a negative savings rate for a little while, but um, I, don't, I don't know how that uh, bodes for the future of financial planning. DJ, get to it, buddy. you got to <laughs> encourage people to save their money.
1: Well, that's right. We we do our best.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Don't your, use your home as an ATM. Is,
0: your best is 36 3. <laughs> awesome.
1: yeah. Well, it, as you just said, it was negative. So, look, we're doing what we can.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, there he goes, sir. Uh, Pulling a victory <laughs> from the jaws of defeat, no doubt. There's there's DJ. Uh, University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey. We watched this pretty closely. Uh, it's down a little bit. It's still in the mid-90s, 95.1. It's uh, uh, still really good. Uh, you look at what was going on this time last year. We were in, uh, I think it was around 87. So the consumer's feeling pretty decent about what's going on. Uh, their expectations uh, are you know pretty decent they're they're looking at two point five percent expansion you You measure that against what we expect on uh, gdp growth uh, second quarter final uh, report was three point one percent uh we've seen the third quarter because of the storms that we've had kind of all over the place it's been as high as three point four percent expected growth uh to as low as 2.3, I think it was. Uh, right now, Atlanta Fed's model is showing about 2.7% growth expected out of the economy in the uh, third quarter. It's one of those that we get over three months. We should have a reading uh, later in October, and then we'll get two more before they finalize it. So, um, University of Michigan's consumer sentiment survey still that's a that's a pretty good reading at a 95.1 uh, on the what the consumer expects. Uh, ISM Manufacturing Index. This is a spot where we've gotten some, some pretty positive news lately. Uh, they've been improving as the global economy strengthened. strengthened. Uh, dollar has depreciated, which always benefits uh, those uh, companies that export goods, uh, makes them a little cheaper relative to uh, other countries' um, offerings. Uh, MBA Mortgage Application Survey, we look at this every week. Uh, got a decrease again this week. I think that's two in a row, 0.4%. Uh, is, is the decrease. The refinance index fell substantially, 1.9%, but the purchase index was actually positive at you know, 1% higher. Do you think um, this
1: is storm-related as well?
0: Uh, it, well, it could be. Uh, I really think it's, it's probably a uh, longer-term issue. Um, things that, that get volatile uh, after storms are more like employment situation. And uh, inflation because the consumer tends to close down their wallet, um, but mortgage applications shouldn't really be all that impacted by okay. storm. Uh, I see non-manufacturing index. I don't know why they don't just call it a services index. It uh, this impacts about eighty-eight percent of the economy, but uh, it rose uh, from fifty-five point three up to fifty-nine point eight. Anything above fifty is expansionary, so uh, this is uh, this is good news. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at uh, jobless claims, uh, and this is where talking again. Jobless claims fail. People are displaced. They're yeah. probably not trying to, to, search, uh, to search for, for a, a job, job right now. Yeah. <laughs> they probably have other, other things priorities to do, yeah, in certain locales. Um, and then uh, international trade, uh, the trade balance. Uh, posted its smallest deficit in nearly a year in August, uh, narrowed to uh, narrowed by 1.2 billion from the prior month. Uh, exports gained 0.8 billion and imports fell by 0.4 billion. This is probably again a, a currency issue with the dollar uh, weakening a little bit. It's uh, having folks outside our borders source the goods that are made in the U.S. a little more. Uh, factory orders advanced 1.2% in August. Uh, it's a bit better than what was expected. You know the consensus estimates. Uh, you know ultimately good news. Um, so there you have it with uh, with the economy. Um, some of the things if you've been watching this week, uh, whether or not we're going to rebuild Puerto Rico. Yeah. Hit the news. Um, seems very interesting to hear. Some of the stories out of there, I mean, they're still struggling with uh, the power grid. And uh, I think the president made a made a trip through there to visit and see just what was going on. Um, But, uh, you know, I think on the political side, this is the thing that still worries me a bit is uh, the leadership. You could argue lack thereof. um, And especially when we have a stock market that's Uh, that's selling at a premium. I looked and I've talked about it with, uh, you know, we had uh, the economy at about a a 30% premium over the last uh, few months. I looked this week and we've had even more of an expansion on that. It's about 31%. Uh, As long as earnings continue to support that, I'm not so worried about it. But, uh, you know, when we – when we sit and watch uh, some of the politics that we've got going on and nobody can get off the bubble and, and make this regulatory reform that we've been expecting right. so long uh, become a, a reality, it starts to concern you. I've, I've been talking about how concerned we were on, on this front for quite a while. So I guess we'll continue watching that. But, um, you know, in the meantime, the market does nothing but go up. It is. There you go. It's 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 uh,
1: crazy. It's
0: it's crazy. Like I said, uh, as long as earnings are going well, I guess we have no worries. So we'll watch closely in the third quarter to see what's going on with that. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to Money Talks. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
3: It's time for the...
0: Uh, dog of the week this week, um, none other than President Donald Trump. You don't often hear me say that. Not that I'm a huge fan. I am a quite con- quite a conservative guy. Your calls can be directed to Troy
2: Harvey. I, I-, I am That'd asking. I mean, can That's... you actually call the president a dog of the week?
1: We will find okay. out. I just did.
2: <laughs> okay. We'll be. Fi-
1: we'll find out on Monday.
0: Hey, this
2: is like the First
0: Amendment, right? <laughs> okay. Just just checking. All right. Um, so uh, the reason that I do this, he s- stepped into a realm that actually impacts us in the financial world. He uh, basically suggested that Puerto Rico's seventy-three billion dollars in debt yes. will be canceled. It's He's saying it, yeah. Right? He, and he even called out, you know, if you hold it, you know, maybe this is Goldman Sachs. He said them, you know, s- stated their name uh, specifically. You can say goodbye, by or goodbye to that. So oh. uh, why, why in the world are you saying something? This is not really legal. I mean, it's unprecedented in the world of municipal bonds that you would have uh, the the, uh, federal government to say, uh, we're not paying this back. We don't don't require uh, the issuer to pay back the debt that they borrowed. So one thing about uh, municipal debt you should understand, I guess, is uh, it's very rare, especially in general obligation bonds, uh, to have a, a debt that defaults and doesn't pay you back, um, very rare. If you look at the spectrum of uh, bond ratings, you go mm-hmm. to even down to speculative grade, less than a triple B minus rating. Uh, and and even if they have a default, it's actually safer than uh, a single A corporate bond uh, mm-hmm. for, for default and repayment um, statistics. So uh, the fact that he would even – Say what he did is amazing, and he actually caused some of the folks in his cabinet to have to come out and talk about. Oh wait, well, a hold minute. on, I don't, they, I'm not so I don't sure. Think he yeah.
2: actually meant that. You <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah. <laughs> right. that's
0: that's exactly how they uh, they couched it. But mm-hmm.
2: uh, it um,
0: and, and, and it this just was not doesn't. a
1: malicious yeah. act on their part. That they were the victims that of a did. storm. Yeah. This isn't You know, so it's yeah. just the whole
0: storm around
1: what he's saying and, right. and the storm but itself. I will
0: is, tell you that, you know, outside the storm, uh, some of the things that they've done fiscally have not been the best. Right. They, it, they have not um, kept their house very well. Yeah. I, I'd be the first to say that, but you're absolutely right. This was a uh, a natural occurring disaster. Uh, nothing they brought on themselves, right. but they were in a spot where they couldn't really dig themselves out of it very easily either. So I think that's the point he's trying to make, right? but don't start throwing rocks at my municipal bond uh, industry where you're going to say that they can just default and buy, buy bonds. And just walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, those bonds at the moment are selling at about a a 60% yield. There's some eight-month bonds selling at a 60% yield. Anybody in this room looking to buy some bonds? Don't Mm -hmm. buy those. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't buy those. It's uh, it's more of a risk you're going to. Then you're gonna uh, that you should then you should be willing to take this is a speculation and right. you probably will see folks like uh, Goldman Sachs or some of the some of the people in the the hedge fund world that are gonna take on those sorts of things but wow. honestly it's uh, it's just crazy don't say that. Uh you're just going to get to walk away scot-free. It's, yeah, it's going to set a precedent
1: going forward if that were to happen.
0: Uh, precisely. Uh, a
1: very dangerous precedent.
0: Precisely.
1: Precisely. So.
0: All right, guys, so uh, we got some questions uh, that we want to answer um, on a situation. I always like to call it the situation. situation. Bill Bill doesn't like the case study word. I don't know why. Well,
1: but uh, well, He's not here, so uh, you yeah, use I think he term. might be
0: a listener. Oh. I'm not sure. He might be in the review Mm Protocols. yeah so that's unfortunate let's talk about the situation (laughs) 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 all right so uh when it comes to social security for married couples jennifer there's a whole lot going on we've got a uh situation laid out here joseph and abby ages 55 and 57 um you know there's um, 401ks involved Uh, combined they have over a million dollars in 401ks there's uh uh, some IRAs as well, about half a million dollars in IRAs among the two, uh, joint brokerage with a few hundred thousand dollars. I'm not sure that any of that uh, raises uh, raises the decision-making process or, or changes the decision-making process. So
1: yeah, they're 10 years away from retirement. Right. This is a second marriage. Okay. Um. So. We get a lot of these questions, Jennifer.
2: Yes, I mean, you know, and it um, there are a lot of, you know, the, the I think the basic question is when should they take Social Security? Right. That's what they're trying to figure out, and there's a lot of different things that go into trying to determine when the best time is. You know, a lot of people just strictly take it and look at, okay, if I start. I mean, you you can start the earliest you can begin taking it is at sixty two. Um, then you have a full retirement age based on when you were born. Uh, and then after you 19, know, and 62, you can wait age
1: sixty seven.
2: Yeah. And then you can wait until you're seventy. You Correct. can push it out until you're seventy. And
0: the longer you wait, the bigger percentage. The of bigger
2: the, the amount right that you be. receive. Sure. But so a lot of people look at when do I break even, you know, if I start at 62, how long does it right. take for me to, you know, or if I start at full retirement age instead of waiting until I'm 70, you know, but there's a lot of different things that go into that. Mm-hmm. Um you know you also want to take into consideration if you don't start receiving the social security if you're retired. We kind of look at it as when you need the money, obviously, if you're still working, you don't want to take it early, correct because you're going to get penalized for taking it early, even if you get to full retirement age, if you're still working and you don't need the money, then it might be okay to delay it until you're seventy. A lot of people are working long longer, longer than now. Than- Um, But if you are not working and you've retired and you need the money, you also have to look at what that's going to change on how you invest your money if you're not receiving the Social Security. Right. Sure. Because then you're going to need more of your assets and fixed income investments.
0: Away from the volatility of the stock right. market. And
2: so over the long term, you're not going to get as big of a return on those assets because you've got more in fixed income. Yeah, especially these the days, yes. especially with right. the
0: bond uh, interest rates as mm-hmm. low as they are and bonds, barely, if, if at all, beating uh, inflation rates, yeah. you know, where the stock market increases on average about 10.5% per year. You got bonds now that are paying I mean, just think about what we've got in the Treasury, ten year Treasury at two point four mm-hmm. percent, yeah. inflation at one point nine. You're barely adding yeah. to your purchasing power for the sure. The
2: other thing is where your assets are invested, because if most of your assets are in retirement accounts and you're then gonna have to pull the money from the retirement account, right. you're paying taxes on that.
0: Every dime, Every dime of comes. and so yes. you
2: know, you're you know, you're you may be defeating Yeah, The the purpose purpose of trying to hold off on that. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, you want somebody who can sit down and run a set of financial plans for you and help you, you know, or do a Social Security analysis for you so that you can see what will it look like if I take it at 62? What will it look like if I, you know, if you're retiring that early? What would it look like if I wait until full retirement age? Or what would it look like if I wait until I'm 70? Because everybody's situation is going to be different. There is no right or wrong answer immediately you know we we oh, yeah. always tell you to do this
0: so there's no rule of thumb that you can use it's it's really just a specific uh, need need to have a financial plan and a review of the social security
2: right. I, I mean in general i would say for the way i see it mostly turn out again if you don't need the money like if you could if you could live off of the income that you have coming in the door whether you're retired or not and you don't need that social security sure then you know then you could delay it. Yeah, but so if, you, if you're
0: if you're living off of a brokerage account where the money right. is in a taxable account mm-hmm. and you don't have to pull it from those IRAs or retirement accounts, you're saying that it would be like be well, more nece- likely.
2: Not necessarily a brokerage account, but let's say you had a pension. Okay. And you have, you know, rental yeah. income. If you have money coming in flowing into you okay. and you could keep your accounts invested, you know, based on that and you don't need that money then you don't need the social security to supplement your income that you have coming in the door then you could probably delay it
0: okay so it's it's heavily dependent on the tax situation Correct. so
2: mm-hmm.
0: all right uh, makes absolute perfect sense to me uh it's not just predicated on how much you get when, when. And when. You right. Know, so, yeah. mm-hmm. Uh and and the break even analysis doesn't help.
2: I mean it does give you some idea, but it's it's not the only it's answer. A, it's
0: one factor.
1: It's in one many factor yeah. facets that we would want to, to look at and review. Right. You know. The same thing with so you know, quickly we're running out of time on this segment, but um Marriage. So if you're married and you are divorced, so yes, the potential is, you know, your ex wife or ex husband may be able to access some benefit and your current spouse may be able to have some benefit there as well. It really just depends on years of marriage, you know, kind of what each situation. So we're looking at kind of three individuals. So we'd want to also have those conversations Mm -hmm. about what exactly the, the longevity of those marriages, what happened in those marriages, did one spouse work, did one spouse not, all of that also goes into play. So yes, potentially three people might be receiving the benefit from his um.
0: Uh, from uh, a, single, yeah, a single person who's yeah. paid in, wow. Uh, just on a, an emotional basis, how likely do you think that is to uh, to happen that everybody's happy and jovial and wants to talk about those sorts of things?
1: Oh, it happens. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they, they're going to love to call and... <laughs>
0: Talk right. about the
1: history of their ex with the current spouse in the room.
0: Yeah, how about a little ACDC? <laughs> if you want blood, we'll get out of this segment, and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Money Talk. Stick around.
1: You start investing in stocks, you seek investment advice. When you seek investment advice, you go to the internet. When you go to the internet, you start believing all the wacky correlations spouted by armchair analysts. Sell, 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 sell. When you start believing those wacky correlations, you start buying and selling stocks based on butter production in Bangladesh. When you start buying and selling stocks based on butter production in Bangladesh, you offend your lactose intolerant girlfriend, who in turn moves out. When your girlfriend moves out, you can't afford rent on your own because all your money is tied up in the stock market. When you can't afford rent on your own, you become homeless and alone. Thank you. Don't become homeless and alone. Get rid of financial advice from armchair
0: analysts and upgrade to Money Talks.
3: This is Money Talks.
0: We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with DJ Barker and Jennifer Thomas, talking about all manner of things financial. Uh, if you have a question for us, we can be reached at uh, via email at hensler.com. That's spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R. Uh, you can also call our question hotline. If you call this line, you can leave your message. We'll play it on the air and then answer your question right behind it. That number is 1-855-429-9166. You can also call uh, that same number or 770-429-9166. Get a hold of a real human being who will uh, also take down your question and get it to us, and we can answer it on the air. So, uh I guess following that, the best thing to do is get after some of these questions, right? That's right. All right. So uh, Philip from Roswell asks, I'm looking at Thermo Fisher Scientific and Roche Holdings. Uh, Part of me wants to stick with a well-known stock on a major exchange, but Roche Holding has a lower beta, lower PE, pays more in dividend, but it's on the OTC market. I've never bought something not on a major exchange. I've heard you say that OTC stocks might not be as transparent. What do you think? Uh, as a general rule, I would agree with that. Uh, one thing that you can look at actually to to uh, give you uh, an indication if it's well followed by uh, analysts, you quite often have uh, have a stock that's it's, it's kind of like a regulator I guess is probably the best way to put it if you've got a uh, plenty of information that's been provided to the market by those research analysts um, you can uh, you can swerve a little bit away from that general rule. Now, 32 analysts follow Roche Holdings, even sure. though it's and an OTC. I mean, you've
2: got to look. There there are also a lot of stocks. Apple is over-the-counter. Yeah. You know, Intel is over-the-counter. So Yeah, you
0: know, they are over-the-counter, but they're traded on the NASDAQ, an electronic right. exchange, yeah. Yeah. which is a bit different than Roche in this case. But yes. you're right. I mean, uh, the NASDAQ is expected to, yeah. uh, you know, is it widely accepted as OTC, but it is, right. you know, it's a little more... Um, sure, Organized I guess Yeah. that mm-hmm. uh, if you look at the details of both of these companies uh, really it gets down to the fundamentals after you uh, after you cross over that hump as to whether or not it's something that's not being watched very closely now I will say that companies that aren't well followed if you're a great research analyst and some people are uh, you can actually find things uh, that are not being valued properly in the market meaning that uh, you know their earnings growth might be overlooked um who knows uh new deals or the, or their potential for the future uh could could be uh being overlooked and the price not keep up with that potential so what you'd have is once those things are more widely known by the market you can actually outperform meaning that you know when it's overlooked you can buy in at a price that's uh that's uh, the valuation is less than the fundamentals would would lead you to believe uh, all things considered when I look at these two companies um, long term growth on on uh, Roche is six point eight four percent and that is a function of the analysts that watch it that 's expected to grow uh, earnings six point eight four percent where you look at uh, Thermo Fisher at 12.4%. Thermo Fisher meets our criteria for, uh, for investment based on financial strength and safety, uh, whereas Roche does not. Um, Roche has a pretty substantial debt at 93%. Thermo Fisher does likewise but not quite as bad, 77.5% debt to, to uh, equity. Um, all things considered, if I had the decision to make here, I'd say Thermo Fisher was, was uh, would be more my preference. Um, you know, we sold it not long ago. Uh, we've got clients that still hold it. I don't really want to throw big rocks, but we did it. It's uh, in, in the world of investments, everything's relative. Uh, we sold it to buy Celgene. Uh, since we did that, Celgene's actually outperformed it, but Thermo Fisher has not looked bad at all. Okay. So there you have it. Um, Next up, we've got a question from Robert from Woodstock. He says, I'm interested in Pioneer Natural Resources. Wanted to get your take on this stock. Thanks. Pioneer Natural Resources is a oil and gas exploration company. Anytime you hear oil and gas exploration, it's it's a, a pretty risky business, um, but it has pretty substantial rewards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, explore, exploration of gas and oil uh, can be... Uh, very profitable. If you look at what's been going on with uh, with Pioneer Natural Resources, whose symbol, by the way, is PXD, uh, long-term growth expectations about 20 percent. But if you look at what's happened over the past five years, earnings have declined by 28.16 percent. Part of that is because of crude oil prices. Uh, the company, I believe, is probably more heavily indebted than many other uh, exploration companies, debt-to-equity ratio at 30.9%. Um, if you look at their P.E., currently at uh, 14.5, I believe it is, uh, what you've got is, uh, is a company that's that's uh, price is, is outstripping. I said 14.5. How about 154.4? That's a ridiculous P.E., but it's, uh, it's mainly because in 2010, their neg- their earnings were negative. In 2015 and halfway through 16 their earnings were again negative. Uh, they've been suffering as, as uh, the price of oil hovers around that $40, $50 range. Uh, it's not sufficient for them to make uh, very much in, in uh, earnings. But um, one of the other things that I looked at when I was, I was doing a little bit of homework on this one, uh, they've had 12... Instances where they have sold off assets in order to stay afloat since 2006. So uh, this is a company that's selling its assets. It's not really making some of the earnings that they're making are are questionable. Uh, You want to look at companies that are making earnings from ongoing operations that that will still be there into the future. Uh, Net income will include gains on assets sold, but when you're selling your assets, it's – it's very difficult for you to continue earning like you were in the past, right? So, uh, all things considered, my opinion on uh, Pioneer Natural Resources is not too positive. I would definitely uh, oh, sell boy. it if you own it, avoid it if you haven't bought it yet. So, um, there's that. That's okay. Not too good. Not good. All right, we got uh, another question. Wanda from Douglasville says, uh, Do long-term disability insurance premiums depend on the nature of my job? Guys, you all got something on that?
2: Sure. I mean, the... the um The pat answer would be yes, I mean, but if you have a long-term disability coverage through a group plan that's offered through your employer, your premium is going to be the same for everybody that's in that group plan. It's not going to be, you know, just because your job in that company is a little bit different than somebody else's, it's not going to. But if you buy your own individual policy, it is really based on your profession, so I mean, it's kind of common sense, but some jobs are more dangerous than others. So you have like con- being a
0: financial analyst. Is that a very dangerous <laughs> that was
2: that was probably on the I'm not not, sure not that's dangerous. Really
0: dangerous,
1: but like
2: yeah. construction workers, police officers, fi- firefighters, miners, anything that you know where you could really get hurt on the job. Sure, um, that is really going to be you know a larger premium, and there's going to be some occupations where they won't even allow you to take out a personal policy.
0: Wow. So, it's like commercial fishermen right. or something?
2: Yeah. It needs to be more of a, you know, it would have to be a group policy from the company. But one thing that you want to keep in mind is if the company is paying your premiums, um, this is just kind of our rule of thumb when you're looking at a long-term disability, if a, if a um, you know, if you're going out and buying a policy on your own, then you're not taxed when you if you have to receive those benefits. If you become disabled right. and receive those benefits, it's not taxable to you. But in a group policy where the company's paying the premiums for you, if they pay the premiums for you, it is taxable to as, you. As when, income as income. As you receive. Um, that. Also from a personal policy, you would you know, we always recommend people um get like A policy that is based on their particular occupation. So it states that if you become disabled and cannot do your job, the occupation, not any job, but just your job, your job, then you um, receive the disability. So, all
0: right. So are you telling me that uh, the reason that there is no financial analyst? Action figure is because it's not very dangerous, I, not exciting. You know, no,
2: I just you know I don't see your is cape.
0: A, is there a financial <laughs> is there a financial planner action figure? DJ, I think you would be a great model for that. Well,
1: I don't know about
2: that.
0: No. No. Hmm. All right. Well. Thanks, guys. You, uh, I think you
2: enlightened. The me. I, I Troy think Troy just answered it. Offense his... for that, uh, offense to that. He picked you instead of me. Oh, look at him!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful specimen of humanity. If you're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back with some more crazy stuff. Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jennifer Thomas and DJ Barker. And if you're wondering, yeah, that's the, the, the right order. DJ, you're after Jennifer. I'm Correct. sorry. <laughs> Seems that I have um, wounded her ego by not saying that she would make a great.
2: I- I'm just saying that you called DJ. For- uh, Better human specimen. I
0: didn't say better. <laughs> I said he was a fine human specimen, <laughs> Jennifer. It's not exclusive. We we don't we don't. Uh,
2: I'm just giving you a hard
0: time. We don't measure. I I did say earlier in the show that everything is relative when it's in the decision making <laughs> world of uh, financial uh, analysis. But uh, in this case, I didn't mean it, Jennifer. I formally offer you my apology. See, so he's just not wearing his glasses.
1: He, he doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> he can't see from across the table.
0: All right. Um, we've got another question. If you're looking at how to get your question answered on the air, uh, you can email us at drgenehensler.com. That's spelled H E N S S L E R.com. Uh, question hotline 1 855 429 9166. And you can also reach us a real human being at 770-429-9166. We have presence on multiple uh social media, so if you uh remember how to spell that last name H E N S S L E R, you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, there's probably other everywhere. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised where you might find us. But uh Anyway, so let's get back to the uh, business of answering some financial questions. Uh, L. Miller from Ackworth says, My mother-in-law recently came into a substantial amount of money from a lawsuit settlement. My wife and I are concerned that many of the estranged members of the family will come out of the woodwork to, to poach her wealth. Uh, we want to start talking with her about an estate plan to protect her and, of course, make the division uh, of her newfound wealth go according to her wishes once she dies. Can you give us some key areas to look at, Jennifer? What you got?
2: Sure. Well, I mean, there are you know everyone, especially if you have wealth, um, should be should have an estate plan in place. And those you know that's going to include wills, you know possibly a trust, um, durable power of attorneys, and health healthcare. Proxies,
0: and it's not just for the distribution of the wealth; right. but also tax purposes. It's it's correct. Uh, yeah, it can I help mean you in that But it helps too. you
2: with where the assets will be, will go after you pass away. Does help that? Um, right? It also helps you if you become incapacitated, and you know, and you can't handle your own affairs. Then someone can take over for your for you financially and help you in that manner, and they can also make health care decisions for you if you can't do that yourself. Sure. So those are all very important things. Um, you know, as far as trying to protect the wealth, I mean, she obviously, until she passes away or becomes incapacitated, could give money to whoever she wanted to. Um, You know, one thing that you might be able to do, and I mean, but it would have to be with her consent would be if you set up a trust with multiple trustees on it where all trustees or at least two of the trustees had to make decisions so you have someone else that's kind of monitoring the assets, you could certainly do something like that. But if you trust in her or, you know, or just, um, you know, I think opening the dialogue and talking with her about what may happen, Um, And there are gifting issues, too, if she were to gift more than uh, $14,000 a year to any single person. um, The
1: the trust, that document itself, doesn't protect the assets. Correct. She still has the ability, without additional trustees, to to write a check to... to, uh,
2: to anyone any she wants to, mm-hmm. with, with could, any
1: amount over fourteen thousand, or yes, yeah,
2: yes. So she can she can still do that. I don't know that that's actually going to protect that, but I mean, you can certainly have those conversations with her and and help her understand, um, you know, what may occur.
1: The ramifications.
2: Yeah, in occur. the
0: end, it's really difficult to protect somebody from themselves. Right. But I think uh, Jennifer. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we've seen situations where trusts were formed and the individual who initially had the wealth actually had to have uh, other people sign with them to make certain decisions, which might be the correct situation here. Well, it might
2: be. You know, it depends on the person. I mean, if if you feel like she needs that and she agrees with that, then that's certainly something that you can do. You just need to understand that that makes it more cumbersome you know it's not just like i mean you know if you're paying bills out of the account you know or you you need money from the account you've got to get multiple people to right. agree to it it becomes
0: operationally, operationally it's very difficult right difficult yeah
2: um so in most cases we try to you know we and and in, in most trusts that we see any trustee can act
0: yeah. you know
2: so that just makes it easier
0: Right, um, but you you could. I mean, if you thought you that can, that was and an there issue, are cases when it, it is
2: like better to do things like that.
0: Right. Again, initially though, you're going to have to have cooperation from the person who holds Correct. the assets yeah. or controls Correct. the assets mm-hmm. to get that done. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so we've got another one here. Ramon from Inman Park asks: uh, I have an investment in Tyson Foods. Recently, the company has been making headlines about their new facility in Tonganoxie, Kansas. Uh, Residents are concerned about the company's ethics, pollution, and smell the plant will bring. I can't imagine this is the first time any big company has had issues with locating a new plant. How do issues like this affect the stock? Um, I know it's not the same thing, but you know, over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about Equifax. And Equifax lost a pile of money. Uh, their their market share was impacted negative 37 percent. They lost uh, over five billion dollars in in, uh, uh, in their market share over a period less than a month, and it was all for cause. I mean, they had they had a big mm-hmm. uh, data breach, and then they didn't handle it well. The CEO is now gone. I talked about it then. You know, since the 15th of September, uh, Equifax has actually gained 19 percent of their their uh on on the return on their uh, stock price really so you know it's rebounding um it's moving back, while right? all of us will remember a thing like that it's uh it's one of those things companies are impacted by Uh, their actions in the market, and and when uh, momentum gets against them, sometimes you can see substantial things fall. In the case of Tyson Foods, uh, this is a company that sells chicken, beef, and pork. Uh, We know that uh, the process of uh, processing that food for our consumption is probably not a pretty one. A little dirty. Uh, (laughs) The fact that you've got animals even domesticated anywhere near uh, a residential area is is going to be a bad odor nobody wants to live next to the sewage plant nobody wants to live next to a crematory nobody wants to live next to tyson foods right uh but honestly what you see here is probably more uh the the residential area that's going to be impacted by this uh this situation in Tonganoxie, that's a fun word to say. I start. mean, I can't Tonganoxie, imagine it Kansas. having
2: an effect on a company that now. large and, no. you know, just because they're going to build a plant in that.
0: Right. What what it will have now. an impact on is probably real estate prices in that general right. proximity. Um, but even that, you know, you, you get downwind from them and, and it's bad. You get on the other side of it and it's probably not going to mm-hmm. be as bad. But, I mean, right here in Cobb County, we have a, a huge... A solid waste plant right in the middle of the county, right on County Services Road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to live east of that because the wind generally blows out of the west in uh, in this county. So, you know, I know they have apartment complexes and all manner of uh, residential um, properties that are over by it. It's just that uh, they're not going to be uh, priced as as valuable as those that are not having to deal with that same situation. Uh, when it comes to to uh, Tyson Foods, by the way, the the uh, uh, ticker symbol is TSN. You've got a company that's grown earnings over 20.5% over the last five years, expected to go 8.6%. Not a bad company, but because of their debt, uh, their debt to equity is 654 It doesn't meet our criteria for investment uh, based on financial strength and safety. Uh, if you wanted something in the same space, um, Sanderson Farms t- uh, ticker symbol SAFM or Hormel HRL is the ticker on that one are are two that are more preferred by uh, our investment analysis process um, and uh, you know if you're looking for something to to dump then you know you could you could dump Tyson and buy that but I don't think you're going to see a significant impact from uh, from the actions of uh, the community not wanting the the, uh, Tyson plant in their neighborhood. All right, guys, this is uh, the point in the show where we ask, DJ, stock market up or down? We're up. I'm going up. Jennifer, market up. You guys know I'm a broken record. I'm always (laughs) up. Always up. up. Statistically, the market's going to be up two out of three times. Take care. You've been listening to Money Talks.